the state can crush the individual. New Jersey. This activity is truly unproductive. Oh, it drives me mad. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, as always, this stuff in lieu of actual entertainment. Alrighty then. Hello and welcome back. This is Storytime and I am Gamer Dude. Glad to have you with us for some more stories this week. Today it's going to be kind of an old man rant episode. I know we seem to be getting a lot of those recently. I'm just finally accepting my role as an old man who rants from his front porch in his rocking chair. I try not to be. Yeah, I'm an old dude, but I never feel old. Somewhere in my head I'm still 26. But then I do the math and I realize, oh yeah, I have socks that are 26. So, but that's a separate issue. We're going to old man rant again today because I got to thinking about prices and how the price of everything is going up constantly. And I got to thinking, well, back in my day, I mean, they're all my days. These are my old days, but back in my young days, things were different. But it's recently come to a head noticing these prices because after the pandemic, all of the companies are just flat out gouging us. I know they're saying, oh, it's inflation. It's not inflation. They're just gouging us. They're taking advantage. And I know I've talked about this before. I'm going to talk about it again because it's just so aggravating. I've talked about prices before. I've talked about, like, for instance, the price of gasoline. I don't know why I always focus on the price of gasoline. Well, I guess I do because I've always been driving cars, either driving them or being a passenger in them. Because I remember sitting in the backseat of my mother's car. I remember sitting at the gas pump in New Jersey. And I remember seeing the price of gas was 33.9 cents a gallon. I know, right? That seems like a fairy tale. That seems like a number from a fantasy. 33 cents a gallon? Yeah, it was. I don't know why I have that vivid memory stuck in my head, but when I was a kid, it was 33.9. These days, as I drive to the gas station nearby, it's over three and a half dollars a gallon. It's crazy. And I've been there through all of the gas price increases. Back in the 70s, I talked about it. We had the energy crisis. Back in the 80s, gasoline hit a dollar a gallon for the first time. It was either the late 70s or the early 80s. I don't remember when. But that first time we broke a dollar a gallon, it was shocking. I mean, I remember when gas went up into the 70 cents a gallon range. And I remember my parents talking about that like it was the end of the world. And every little hike since then, from a dollar a gallon to $2 a gallon to $3 a gallon, it went to the $4 a gallon mark at one point. I know for people in California, that's nothing. California has always had higher gas prices for a variety of reasons we won't get into. But I remember seeing things about California gas being 7 and $8 a gallon. Hawaii, Alaska, even higher than that. And I know other countries around the world have it even worse than that. But yeah, the price of gas has always gone up my entire life. So whenever I'm talking about price increases, I always start with gasoline prices. But I saw something on the internet last week that also got me thinking. It's called the Big Mac Index, the cost of a Big Mac. And you can tell how well or poorly the economy is doing by how many Big Macs you can buy based on the cost of a Big Mac when compared to the minimum wage. But the problem that I had with that little post that I saw is that it said a Big Mac costs $8 now. And I said to myself, well, that's not right. I know a Big Mac doesn't cost $8 now. But then I had to check myself because I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. A Big Mac actually costs about $4.5 now. The Big Mac meal costs $8, which, by the way, is another ripoff. When you think about it, if you get a Big Mac for $4.5, you get an order of fries for a buck and a half, you're at $6, and then they charge you an extra $2 for another soda. You know, if you take that to go and get a soda when you're at home or you have a bottle of water, you're saving a whole ton of money because they charge you a crap load for sodas at McDonald's. It's ridiculous. 
But then I got to thinking, I wanted to look at the cost of a Big Mac. Because I don't remember them being cheap, but that's because I didn't eat at McDonald's that much. Even when I was on my own, I didn't really buy the Big Mac. I bought the cheap two-cheeseburger value meal. The cheap two-cheeseburger value meal was always like $3. You get two cheeseburgers, a fries, and a drink. That was always less expensive than any of the other value meals. That's why I went that way. Because I've always been cheap. Cheap is such an ugly word. Let's say frugal. I've always been frugal. But I actually went and looked it up. Back in 1967, that's when the Big Mac was introduced. At least according to the research that I put together for this episode. I'm not standing by this as 100% fact, but this is as pretty accurate as I can get. The Big Mac came out in 1967 and cost less than a dollar. The original Big Mac was priced at 45 cents for a Big Mac. Can you believe that? By the way, as an aside, two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. That's your Big Mac. They had a whole bunch of commercials where they did that as a jingle. And I actually know a joke about that as a punchline, but we'll save that for another time. But yeah, two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and a sesame seed bun. Advertising at its best. But anyway, the Big Mac was 45 cents when it came out. Back in the 70s, it got up to 65 cents. Back in the 80s, they started creating the value meals. You could get a Big Mac by itself for about a buck and a half, or you could get the Big Mac value pack for $2.59. And that would be a Big Mac, an order of fries, and a medium drink. Can you imagine that for a second? $2.59. Now, in the early 2000s, that value meal went up to about $4. Actually, it was $4.19 for the same Big Mac, order of fries, and a drink. And nowadays, that value meal is $8. Well, almost $8. $7.89. Again, depending on where you live and where you shop. And I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. It may be up above $8 now. But the actual Big Mac sandwich, if you buy it separately, $4.59. Still, it's a lot higher than it was when it came out back in 1967. I don't have a problem with prices increasing over time. I mean, in 50 years, I would expect a price to increase. But it just seems like a lot, right? It's like 8 to 10 times more expensive now to get a Big Mac than it ever used to be when they first came out. And have wages gone up that much? No, they haven't. And that's the same with fast food anywhere. I don't even think of fast food as cheap food anymore. Not unless you go to somebody's dollar menu, like the dollar menu at Wendy's or at Burger King or at McDonald's. Any of those places where they have the dollar menu, even though it's really not a dollar menu anymore. It's like the value menu because nothing is a dollar at these places anymore. It's $2 for this, a buck and a half for that. But if you very carefully go and shop off of the value menu at any of these places, you can get a decently priced fast food meal. But if you get one of their, I'll take a number seven, please. It's $10 a meal. Basically, $10 a meal. Anytime Mrs. Gamerdude and I order out for whatever, from McDonald's, from Wendy's, from Burger King, from any of the fast food places, it's $10 a person minimum. Because what do we do? We get the chicken sandwich. We get the Big Mac. We get the quarter pounder with cheese. We get the Whopper. Whatever it is. And you always get that with the fries. And you always get a drink. Why? Because it's easier to order that way. And when you put all that together, it's 10 bucks. But that's how they get you. If you went to their value menu, though, you got a little cheeseburger, a little hamburger, a little order of fries, a little drink, you can get out of there for five bucks. You still can, but nobody takes the time to do that. But I remember five bucks used to buy a lot more food at McDonald's than one of those minuscule little hamburgers, a small fry, and a teeny tiny drink. I remember the trick-or-treating that we used to do. You would get McDonald's gift certificates in your trick-or-treat bag. I remember they advertised them. And the McDonald's gift certificates, you'd get a book of 10 for $5. So each gift certificate was 50 cents. And each one of those gift certificates was enough to go get a burger. You could get a burger, a fries, and a drink with three gift certificates. 
the $5 book of gift certificates was worth something. Honestly, I don't even know if they still do the gift certificates at McDonald's, but back when I was a kid, that was one of the big things they had. These little books of gift certificates. And you would sometimes get them in a trick-or-treat bag, as a birthday gift, and it was great because you could go eat. 50 cents doesn't buy you anything at McDonald's anymore. They probably charge you that for a cup to get a cup of water. I don't know, I'm making that last one up. I don't want any lawsuits from McDonald's. I'm sure they give you your ice cup for free. But you get my point. It's not cheap to go to fast food restaurants anymore. Quite honestly, if you go to the drive-thru at McDonald's, you order a meal, it's 10 bucks. Unless you're living on the value menu like I'm recommending. If you go to Chili's or Applebee's or Buffalo Wild Wings, you order an entree to go. You're not going to pay much more than 10 bucks, maybe 12 But are you getting more food? Absolutely. Are you getting better food? Mm, probably. Is it going to cost you that much more? Not really. Because I've ordered from Chili's. Mrs. Gamerdude and I will spend 12 to $13 for an entree at the Chili's takeaway versus the McDonald's drive through And it only costs us about 3 or $4 more. So my point is, fast food is ridiculously expensive now, much more than it ever used to be, and hardly worth it, in my opinion. You know, as long as we're talking about food, I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things. Junk food. Specifically, bags of chips. Tortilla chips, Doritos, even potato chips. Yeah, that's not fast food, but if you go into the supermarket, I remember going shopping for tortilla chips, specifically. I mean, I like Doritos just to stack on. Doritos are good. I like Doritos. But even just plain tortilla chips, those are good because I love to dip them either in a cheese sauce, a queso, or salsa, or I like to make nachos with them. Just plain tortilla chips used to be cheap. It was not that long ago that you could get a bag of tortilla chips for 99 cents. Okay, maybe it was long ago for some of us. For old dudes like me, it wasn't that long ago. But even within the past 15 years, you could get a bag of tortilla chips for a buck 99. And let's be honest, it's tortilla chips. It's tortillas fried up to make chips. There's not a lot of processing. But these days, trying to find a cheap bag of tortilla chips? There's no such thing as a dollar 99 anymore. The cheapest I've found recently, $2.99. And that's for something like Maria's Tortilla Chips. It's not even a name brand. Not that I like the name brand necessarily. Maria makes a mean tortilla chip, let me tell you. But I'm just saying, Maria has increased her prices to $2.99. But then you get to something like Doritos. I like a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. They're nice to eat during a ball game, just for a snack. You used to be able to get a bag of Doritos on sale if you'd buy two for. You could get two bags for five bucks. And this is just pre-pandemic. This is pre-2020. If you were really lucky, you could get two for four bucks. I haven't seen a bag of Doritos for less than four bucks for one bag in four years. What's the explanation for that? Doritos, just like tortilla chips, Doritos are not that crazy to make. It's not rocket science. They haven't changed the formula. They haven't changed the kitchen. You're making tortilla chips and sprinkling them with flavor. That's it. Nowadays, you walk into your ShopRite or your Kroger, it's $5.99 a bag. The sale is two for $9. I mean, really? You're giving me a sale price that's 50% higher than what the original retail price used to be just four years ago? It's crazy. We go to the BJ's Wholesale Club. Their deal for the big bags is two for $8. That's not a horrible price because it's the larger bags, not those little bags that they have at the supermarket, but the family size or the value pack. And you have to buy two, but it's two for $8, which isn't horrible. But it is a hell of a lot of chips. You got to really be in the mood for chips if you want to take advantage of that deal. But that's what I mean. Something as simple as a Dorito chip is ridiculously priced these days. And it's because the companies have decided to gouge you. I mean, prices go up. Of course they go up. 
99 cents for a bag in the late 1990s, a buck 99 in the early 2000s, that makes sense to me. But from a buck 99 to $4, doubling the price in less than 10 years, that's crazy to me. And speaking of crazy, the price of soda. I'm a big soda drinker. I drink diet soda. I've talked about this. Because I drink so much soda, I drink diet soda. It's always been Diet Coke, Diet Pepsi, Diet Mountain Dew, Diet Dr. Pepper. I drink the diet because I don't want all the extra calories that you have with the sugared soda. But the diet and the regular all cost the same. Back before the pandemic, your sale prices on soda were 99 cents. 99 cents a bottle. That was the really cheap price. Generally, it was four for $5. Sometimes if they weren't being generous, it would be four for $6. But that's the most that I would ever pay. If it wasn't on sale for four for $6 or less, I wouldn't buy it. A buck and a half for a bottle of soda, pre-pandemic, that's all I was ever willing to pay. Any more than that, it's not worth it. I'll just drink water. I like the soda. I don't have to have the soda to live. Well, ever since the pandemic, another item that they just continually gouge us on? Soda. Those two-liter bottles. That's what I lived on. That's what I loved. Those two-liter bottles now are minimum two and a half dollars a piece. The sale price, they'll knock it down to two dollars. And a lot of places, they're three dollars a piece. You can get the sale price five for nine dollars. Ooh, that's a dollar eighty a bottle. I won't pay it. I refuse. Because there's nothing that justifies the gouging that they have implemented with the price of soda. Even if you want to say the pandemic caused problems and we had a brief increase in pricing, they never brought the prices back down after the pandemic. And I know I always say we're not past the pandemic. We're technically not. But the way people act and the way society is running and the way the businesses are running, they're acting like we're post-pandemic. So the prices should return to the pre-pandemic level. I mean, you can't have both. You can't say we're done with the pandemic and then not return the prices to pre-pandemic levels. Not in my book, you can't. But they do. I discovered that our local supermarket no longer had its own house brand of soda. Years ago, they used to have the ShopRite brand of soda, which was like a knockoff of Coke. They don't do that anymore. But Walmart does. Walmart has Sam's Cola. Walmart has Sam's Diet Cola. Walmart has Dr. Thunder, who I guess is a cousin to Dr. Pepper. Walmart has all of those house brands of the national sodas. And during the pandemic, when Coke and Pepsi were upping their prices to two, two and a half, three dollars a bottle, Walmart kept their price at 79 cents a bottle for a while. Then they caught on. Somehow or other, they caught on. Because long after Coke and Pepsi increased their prices, Walmart was still selling their soda for 79 cents a bottle. It was a good six months until they caught on and realized, oh, we can charge more. So Sam's Cola now is a buck and a half a bottle, which is the max that I was paying for Pepsi and Coke back before they upped their prices. So I'm willing to pay the buck and a half to Walmart for the soda, which honestly is not that different from Coke and Pepsi. You have to be a real purist to tell the difference. If you want the fizzy taste of a cola, Sam's Cola is just as good as Pepsi or Coke. And I discovered that because I wouldn't pay Pepsi and Coke for the privilege to drink their soda. That's the way they act, right? Oh, it's a privilege to be able to drink our soda. We'll reduce the price from two and a half dollars to two dollars just this week. Yeah, you know what? I don't need your soda that bad. But it's ridiculous what they charge you. It is. And I won't pay it. I don't need soda that bad. But that's another example of the gouging that we're going through all as a result of the pandemic. You know, it's the same thing with coffee. Whether you get your coffee at Starbucks or like me, you go to the 7-Eleven or the Wawa. I remember being able to go into these stores and get a big cup of coffee for 99 cents. I don't think there's anything that's 99 cents in these stores, at least as far as hot beverages are concerned. What is it, six bucks for a latte now? Not that I get lattes. 
When I want coffee, I have a cup of coffee. I don't need foam. I don't need bubbles. I don't need whipped cream. Just give me a cup of coffee with some sugar, maybe a little Irish cream creamer in there for a little flavor, and charge me 99 cents. It's coffee. It's not rocket fuel. It's not gasoline. It's coffee. All right, it might be gasoline to get me started in the morning, but you know what I'm saying. I would be remiss in talking about price increases if I didn't talk about things like amusement parks and specifically Disney World. I've talked about this in the past, too, because it bothers me. I used to love to go to Disney, and Disney used to be affordable. But it has become all about the profit and less about the consumer when it comes to Disney. First of all, that Star Wars hotel fiasco, they were charging you $4,000 for a weekend for a family of four. A weekend for a family of four. They've decided to end that experiment, thankfully. I hope they suffered a huge loss. Not that it'll teach them any lessons. Not that it'll teach them to cater to the people who actually want to go there. Not that it'll teach them to remember who their fans actually are. But I'm glad they paid a price for that. I feel bad for the people who spent money on that experience. But you know what? If you're going to spend $4,000 on a weekend, you deserve whatever you get, including buyer's remorse. But that's what Disney has become. That's what they do now. I'm going to blow your mind a little because I looked up the prices of tickets. You can find this stuff if you do the research, and you know me, I do my research. I wanted to see what the price of a ticket was for Disney World when it opened back in 1971. Disney World in Florida, not Disneyland in California. Now don't forget, when Disney World opened in Florida, it was only the Magic Kingdom. They opened it up in stages. There was a Magic Kingdom first. There was Epcot a few years later. There was Hollywood Studios a few years after that. It was actually MGM Studios first. And then the last park that opened was the Animal Kingdom. And they've opened these in sequence over the course of the years that Disney World has been operating. When it first opened in Florida, 1971, Magic Kingdom was all there was. So you didn't have options like the park hopper ticket because there was no parks to hop to. There was just the one. But even so, they charged a set price for the one park that you could get into, Magic Kingdom. And the price in 1971, $3.50. Today, in 2023, a one-day ticket, $109. I mean, I would expect a price increase over the course of 50 years. No doubt. I completely understand it. But $3.50 to $109 is a pretty big increase. Now, they've had increases over the years, no doubt. When I started going to Disney World in the 80s, the day tickets were in the neighborhood of about 20 bucks a person. You could get the park hopper passes then because you actually had three parks to choose from. When I first started going, Animal Kingdom didn't exist. But you had Epcot, Magic Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. Again, MGM Studios back then. But in the 70s, the tickets started at 350 They went up to 375 a little bit of an increase every year. 1980, they were seven and a half bucks. Between 80 and 85, they went from seven and a half bucks to 21 and a half bucks for a day pass, the one-day ticket. By 1990, it was 31 bucks. By the year 2000, it was $44. Now it's 109 So basically, in the past 23 years, the price of a ticket to Disney World has more than doubled. Isn't that insane? Isn't that crazy? No, I'm not talking about the food. I'm not talking about the accommodations. I'm not talking about the airfare. All of that is above and beyond whatever you spend to get into the park. Because don't forget, you have to have a place to stay. You have to have a way to get down there. If you're not staying on Disney property and using the Disney transportation, you have to have a way to get around. It's just insanity that it's so much money just to go amuse yourself. And I loved Disney World when we went. It was a great time. The rides are great. The atmosphere was great. I haven't been there in over 10 years. The last time I was there, it was great fun. But I hear even Disney World has kind of gone downhill. 
Even though the prices are higher, the services are less, and the atmosphere is not nearly as fun as it used to be. That's what I used to love about Disney World. It was a fun place to visit. They took care of you. You had a good feeling every time you were there. What's more important, everyday people could afford to go. What everyday people can afford $109 a ticket, even if you wanted to go just for one day? Imagine that. Let's say you and your significant other, whoever you're with, the two of you want to go. And let's say you have two kids. And let's say your kids are over the age of 12, so they're going to have to pay full adult fare. So you've got four people going for one day to an amusement park. You're looking at $440 for tickets just to get in the door for one day. A family of four, $440. You know what else you can do with $440? Feed yourself for a month. A family of four can live on $440 for a month, I'm pretty sure. So a month's worth of groceries or a day at Disney World. It's crazy. It's crazy that something as simple as a fun family vacation is just beyond the reach now of so many people. And again, there's no reason for it except corporate greed. They're gouging us for the prices of our entertainment. It's not like they're not making money. They just want to be making all of the money. And that's a sad commentary on where we are today. Oh, there are so many other things that are overpriced these days. I mean, look at the streaming services. Streaming services are now the way cable used to be. You probably don't remember, but when cable was introduced, it was supposed to be a commercial-free alternative to over-the-air television because you could just get the cable channel directly to your TV. You didn't have to pay for advertisers. So you could have HBO, Showtime, Cinemax. You'd watch all those shows and movies without commercials. Now, cable TV is all there is. There is no over-the-air broadcast. I mean, technically there is. But do you know anybody who can still get TV signals over the air? Not many people can, because the signals are not the way they used to be, and the antennas are not the way they used to be. So cable has supplanted over-the-air television, and everything is commercials. That's why they introduced streaming services. That's why Hulu, when it started, Netflix, when it started, there were no commercials, because you were paying them a fee to avoid the commercials. Except now that they're making their own TV shows, now that they're buying movies and paying licensing fees, they have to pay for that. And they're not getting that money from you. Well, they actually are, but they need more money from advertising. That's why we have more commercials on Hulu, on Netflix. That's why you have commercials on HBO these days. I know, it's supposed to be Max. It's HBO. That idiot Zaslov just ruined everything. But we've talked about that enough in the past. But my point is, the streaming services are doing the same thing. They're gouging us. They're gouging us. And we put up with it. Because we really don't have an alternative. Well, I guess we do. Just don't subscribe. And quite honestly, I've cut back on my subscriptions. I find the stuff that I like, I subscribe to that, and I get rid of the rest. That's the answer. Just stop doing this stuff. Stop paying for the stuff. Stop using the stuff they're overcharging you for. That's how you combat this. All right, old man rant over. That'll do it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Thanks for putting up with my rant. I appreciate it. I really do appreciate your support, and I appreciate all the time you spend here. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves. And I'll see you when I see you. <laughs>